was 25 and a half, I started a podcast. The goal? To review some of the newest and the latest movies, along with some other stuff. With the help of my guests, I was able to do this. But there were dark forces tampering with my podcast. And with me. They called it an improvised podcast for some reason. I eventually found help in the form of myself. Yes, the me from a universe where the movies I reviewed got delayed. Apparently, my podcast made it to his universe. I know now that it is my duty, for the good of that universe, nay, the multiverse, to keep recapping and reviewing these movies, to hold listeners over until they could eventually see the movies as they were made in their world. For some reason, they come out differently in my world. But it's kind of entertaining that way. My name is Steven Schinder, and this is Delayed Replay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we review and recap stuff that came out in our universe, but may have been delayed or not come out at all in that other universe. I'm your host, as always, Steven Schinder, and joining me to talk about a Pixar movie that was apparently canceled in that other universe for reasons we'll get into, but it came out in ours like 10 years ago, like summer 2011. Uh, it's called Newt. Joining me for this episode, you may have heard her on the Free Guy episode last year. It is Haley. How's it going? Hi, Steven. I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right as well. Uh, I had like a headache in the morning, but thankfully it subsided. So I'm like all good now. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I'm like really tired. I woke up early and I was like, (laughs) oh, it's just a long day. Yeah. But yeah, I'm real excited to talk about this. Um, Yeah. I I guess first off, um, I want to ask, like, what are your overall thoughts on Pixar movies in general? In general, you know, obviously they kind of go for like the emotional aspects, I guess, of most things, kind of abstract concepts. So um, yeah, overall, I think Pixar movies are, are pretty enjoyable. Um, I definitely love like, I remember watching The Incredibles when I was a kid. And I like love that movie. Yeah, I just like, yeah, in general, I think uh, they have like kind of their very own distinct style. You know, when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, this is Pixar, isn't it? And then the little lamp comes up. You're like, oh, yep, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a YouTube video where it's, I think it's called the Pixar logo, but you're the letter I or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's like the, it's like the top view. Yeah. Yeah. Like the lamp just jumps on you and it's like really scary. (laughs) Yeah. POV. You're the lamp. You're the eye. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Incredibles is pretty good. Like it's a favorite for like many people how it Mm -hmm. deals with like the family dynamic and stuff like that and I totally agree like Pixar does a great job well for the most part like for most of their movies like really tapping into the always feels like there's a central thesis to each one that connects to like a different sort of message that they're trying to convey um, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure do you have like any other favorite Pixar movies? Uh, 
not off the top of my head i don't think um it's not one of my favorites but like one of the, like the most prominent ones i can think of is like up you know because of um you know the sad music and everything oh yeah the um, opening sequence <laughs> yeah honestly the rest of that movie like after the opening a part and kind of like you know the like first act of the story the rest is kind of like a little insane when you think about it yeah um i haven't seen it in like forever but yeah i just remember being like oh yeah didn't they like wasn't there someone like abducting like dogs or something i i don't really or they wanted to try to get the bird and it was like a whole like crazy ordeal i don't know yeah <laughs> that movie is very strange yeah like the opening could have been its own short film and then yes. the, the rest of the movie is like this wonky comedy adventure thing yeah it, it's like shoot we gotta tack on like another hour and 15 minutes guys quick let's let's come up with something yeah they recently made a like a mini series i think it's a mini series i don't know if it's game more episodes but it's about the dog doug it's called oh. doug days and yeah it, it's it's cute i guess like it has some funny moments like, like pixar likes to do sometimes they'll do a bit of tv or they'll do these shorts like mm -hmm. we mentioned and yeah, just overall, I love how their movies look. They've looked more realistic, like background wise, like over time and just like really sharp in the images. A couple of my favorites are, um, I think Toy Story 3 and WALL-E would be at the top for me. Um, and, yeah, I remember WALL-E. Yeah, and Soul is a, a great recent one. Like, I love that one. Yeah, I, I, I did see that one, actually. And I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it definitely like an emotional roller coaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and the music was so good yeah i love jazz so that was really cool like just listening to it i was like oh nice <laughs> you like jazz i like jazz <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was a yeah dreamworks where <laughs> bring back more b movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually watched that not like super recently but maybe like a few months ago or maybe a little longer but i watched it with one of my friends and we were just kind of sitting there like like eyes wide like jaws open like staring like what the heck is this like were they on crack like what was going on like we watched it we were like yeah we're uncomfortable this is like a weird this is a weird ass movie like outside of the memes if you actually sit down and watch it it's like it's like a fever dream i had no idea i'm like what i don't know what they were thinking but okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's basically like Ants, but with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, like, like it's deserving of the meme status, mm -hmm. I think. For sure, yeah. <laughs> with Pixar's Newt, so in our universe, it came out summer 2011, mm -hmm. and, then, and then we got Brave in Christmas of, of that year, um, yeah. or December, I should say. And then the year after, like summer 2012 is when we got Cars 2. But apparently in that other universe, Newt got canceled. So Cars 2 came out summer 2011 and Brave came out the next year. Huh, that's weird. I wonder why they canceled it. Yeah, I remember going to the, the theater when it came out and seeing it when I, you know, when I was like a kid. It was definitely interesting. You know, it was another kind of, I, I, I thought they were going to go kind of like the generic route with the story but you know that actually kind of surprised me but i won't get too into the plot yet <laughs> right right yeah like apparently um supposedly one of the reasons that it was canceled 
over there is because of some similarities with that. I keep forgetting if it's called Blue Sky or Sky Blue. Uh, you know, the Ice Age studio. Uh, they, they made that movie Rio, which has like mm-hmm. a similar premise, you know, like yeah, male and female of a species and they're the last of their kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in our universe, they kind of found a way to change it up enough so that's not too similar. And mm-hmm. hence yeah. it came out. I guess I would have been like 16, almost 17 when it came out. Um, but yeah, so the premise is there are these two blue-footed newts. And, you know, one is male, voiced by Ben Stiller. And uh, what would you think of the voice actress they had for the female one like it's someone that you said you like recognized right yeah um Greg Griffin I love her she's amazing or um great allele if you you know she goes by different last names but um yeah really really good uh voice actress obviously she's played Daphne I love Scooby-Doo um and then you know Azula and like literally almost every other like cartoon character under the sun. She's just so talented. So I was really happy they brought her on, especially since that like voice actors in general, like voice actors like specifically don't get called to do like the um, the bigger blockbuster movies usually. <laughs> you know, with like what came out like last year, like with the whole Scoob thing, like I was, I was angry. <laughs> it was so unfair to those poor, poor voice actors. Um, but yeah, I was glad they they actually brought like, you know, not someone would just kind of like, like a big name in terms of um, like immediate public um, knowledge or, you know, um, being recognizable in, in terms of that. So I was happy. I think she did a great job as always. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And uh, I mean, I've told you before off air, but I, I really enjoyed the Scoob movie. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have heard those criticisms of like, why didn't they use like, the the voice actors instead of Mm -hmm. these people um and i guess more recently there's kind of a similar controversy with you know the announcement of the animated super mario brothers the mario yeah (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring that up yeah (laughs) all the chris pratt memes (laughs) yeah like there are all these memes like saying he's gonna voice everyone now it's yeah it's it's ridiculous (laughs) but no yeah like she did like a really good job like ben stiller like sound you know he kind of like has his own thing that Mm -hmm. is just kind of him and it it doesn't always sound like super impressive but gray it just like you know breathed life into her character i guess we should mention the their names uh so gray's character is named lake and what was the name of ben stiller's character again it's oh i think it was like it was like something kind of stupid. It was like spots or something. Yeah, it was um, spots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess name him off one of the attributes on his skin, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Like we open with, um, you know, they're like in this scientist lab and they're trying to like, you know, get them together because they're the last of their kind. And mm-hmm. like, they don't like, get along right away they're just like look at each other and like ew yeah <laughs> gross <laughs> yeah like what'd you think of like how they were like arguing with each other in the beginning of this I mean I feel like it was pretty it was like pretty standard you know like it was like you know the, it was on the path to like the enemies to lovers type of trope which is like fine 
but like it's it's been done a lot already especially in like these types of movies so I was happy like you know obviously towards the end of it, I won't say anything about that yet but um you know I could tell like they would probably be like you know friends later on so I mean that's good at, at least but um yeah it, it was definitely like very kind of tropey and it was like you could immediately tell you're like oh yeah they're gonna fight and then they're gonna get along and you know, it'll be a happy ending because it is a Pixar movie, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, um, unless I'm forgetting something, like I don't think there's been a Pixar movie with a sad or an ending that's just a downer for everyone involved. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so either. I think it's been like, they're probably, you know, there's been like sad things throughout the, you know, like, like a loss or something. Yeah, but you know, at, at the very end, it's usually like pretty like, oh, well, you know, like if we went through any struggles, it was worth it. Like we did it, guys. So you know, I don't think there's any like yeah, down in the dumps type of ending. Right. So yeah, like you said, it does start off feeling really familiar. Like we've seen this type of banter and like chemistry, like play in other movies. So yeah, I do think it felt kind of generic at first. Mm -hmm. But I, I I was still interested to see like what their adventure would be throughout this movie and so mm -hmm. they're they're like basically like look i don't like you you don't like me but we gotta work together to get out of this place so that mm -hmm. they don't try getting us to do what they want us to do type yeah thing. You, you know like they're basically like skirting around like trying to make this like a family movie so mm -hmm. can't yeah <laughs> <laughs> They try this escape plan where they pretend that they're dead and like the scientists are like really worried. Like they almost like have, like they look like they're panicking and could have like a heart attack or Yeah, something. almost press that red button, you know, the code red. That was kind of funny. <laughs> there was a Pixar Easter egg I noticed here where like, you know, they show the buttons and one of them has the number 2319 on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Monsters, Inc. And oh, another... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, and like another button has um that one classroom that's mentioned in a bunch of Pixar movies, uh, A113, like it was mm -hmm. on another one of those buttons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Pixar loves putting these Easter eggs in their movies. Yeah, it's definitely fun to kind of like when you, especially maybe like the first time you don't notice it, but like the second and third time you watch it, you're like, oh, wait a second, that looks familiar. And it's very fun to kind of like pick through. It's like replaying something like a game. It's like replaying a game and then you like notice things and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, or, or you could just go to some youtube video that someone put together that's like, yeah like a compilation or something yeah it's like an hour-long discussion or something so you do like the times two or whatever just try to mm -hmm. speed run it <laughs> you're like yeah 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 let's just get to the stuff please they're trying to do this protocol like you know they think that the these nudes are dead and like i don't know why they didn't use their equipment more thoroughly to see that they're actually still alive like this kind of felt like a plot hole yeah but like did it bother you at all or uh i don't know i feel like like those kinds of cases you can suspend your disbelief for like a little bit because you know it is like a movie about talking animals right um and the focus is more on them i guess like you know maybe if they really wanted to cheese it they 
could have like you know maybe maybe they had like some kind of lizard fact or i guess they're newts right so like kind of like a newt um fact like oh they can do this because they're uh they're they're newts or whatever i think if they maybe if maybe if maybe there was like a uh something earlier in the movie like before um we've seen them or maybe someone in the, one of the one one of, oh, sorry when the scientists are talking um maybe one of them could have said like oh like here are the characteristics of like these like rare uh, almost extinct newts um oh did you know they can like hold their breaths for like up to like x amount of minutes or like a really long time or something um you know that would that could have been like a, a kind of like a maybe like an easter egg or kind of like a smaller detail so you know if like someone i don't know like cinemasins or something was like oh this is a plot hole it could have been like oh no there's actually kind of like an explanation over hidden over here you just weren't paying attention or whatever but you know it is like a it is like a kid's film so i'm not going to be like there were like you know how many plot holes can your movie have before it like drowns in this and it's like yeah it's it's fine um but i do think if they added that kind of in the beginning when the scientists were talking together i think that could have added a little bit more for sure um so kind of a bummer they didn't do that but otherwise it's fine yeah and one of the scientists is voiced by john ratzenberger who's in like Mm -hmm. every pixar movie yeah Yeah, he has, just has such a recognizable voice. So he's mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm thinking the newts look pretty dead here, boss. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to get him in somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably in his contract or something. Like, I kind of wonder, like, you know, obviously he's, uh, I mean, this, like, kind of sucks to talk about, but obviously he's not going to live forever. Like, every yeah. person is mortal. So I wonder, like after he passes away would pixar just use archived sound bites of his voice and try yeah i was gonna say maybe maybe they have like a list of like phrases or like sentences like just they don't really have to do with anything you know they're just like they could kind of insert them what if they just made him like voice all of them and then yeah put it in like (laughs) like a like a vault and then bring them back out when they need them let his legacy live on (laughs) get it now or it's going back in the Disney vault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they try to dispose of these nudes and what what'd you think of how they're like their escape sequence? I definitely thought it was it was fun. Like I liked the kind of like the music that they played um kind of like a Mission Impossible-esque type of uh kind of type of deal. It definitely was kind of funny how they added because you know when they're smaller, right? They're just little nudes. So I like how they added like sometimes when they're going like through the vents and eventually like maybe through like the sewers and stuff like that um they added kind of like little contraptions that it's like oh no like like watch out for that and it's but they're like tinier versions of like what we would have to deal with i don't know i just thought it was kind of funny um yeah it's like real ridiculous how much security there is for these like tight spaces yeah And yeah, I totally got that Mission Impossible feel. Like it's easier to pick out after I've like recently gone through all the movies of, mm-hmm. of that series. And yeah, it definitely feels like very overt, like kind of spy movie music type yes. of thing during the sequence. <laughs> There's like these funny, you know, they, they kind of de- realize that in order to avoid these obstacles, they kind of have to dance their way through um Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like this reluctant waltzing and salsa dancing thing that i thought was kind of funny yeah and they like of course they like argued the whole time (laughs) 
you know refusing yeah. to look at each other just at the the path ahead so it was like good touch <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like like the arguing at the beginning of the movie does get really annoying so like for yeah. me it, it's more of a relief when like they eventually like sort of lighten up and see eye to eye a bit more you know mm-hmm. yeah they got to work together in order to escape the facility and, and so once they like get out they're trying to figure out like where the hell are they gonna go mm-hmm. you know they walk around this uh this city that they're in and they like sort of eavesdrop but like it's kind of weird i guess they understand humans like they understand like english at least and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what would you feel about that choice for this movie well i kind of feel like that's also kind of a standard for um for like those you know those like talking animal type of movies um obviously it is it can be a lot funnier when they don't do that you know because it's like you know what are they saying with the obvious like language barrier but um i don't know i guess maybe they picked it up from the the scientists in the lab <laughs> watch me just trying to explain all the the, the very minor plot holes <laughs> but um like i said it didn't it doesn't really bother me you know it was mostly just kind of like a kid's film it was just like yeah whatever you're mostly there for the you know to for the ride you're not there to to um write a dissertation or at least i hope you don't <laughs> otherwise i don't know what right. you're doing with your life <laughs> <laughs> well like they're at this outdoor patio at some restaurant mm-hmm. and they overhear a couple people talking about like some expedition that they're gonna go on and uh, i guess like i can't remember if it was spots or lake who said it but like one of them was like hey, expedition, isn't that like what one of the scientists said they went on in order to find each of us? Mm -hmm. And so like the location that this group of people are planning on going to is called, it's, well, it's Mount Everest, but (laughs) these nudes don't know what they're in for. Uh, So they try following these people, like uh, clinging onto one of their motorcycles and... Mm -hmm. Like, this was, like, really, it, it really made me nervous seeing them, like, tr- hanging off of the motorcycle while yeah. there's lots of, like, high-speed traffic. <laughs> the little tiny hands, and it's, like, I was, I was, like, so, I was, like, I was convinced. I was, like, they're gonna, they're gonna fall off or somehow. They're gonna, like, bounce off the side of the road or something, and they're gonna have to walk all the way there. But, um, no, they, they were able to, to get up, like, a good distance. So I was, like, I was, like, phew, at least they don't have to <laughs> deal with that, but. Um, yeah, I was like really nervous at first. I was like, oh no, they're tiny little hands. <laughs> they're not going to be able to cling on. Yeah, definitely. Like there are moments where they kept like bouncing onto like other vehicles. And so they would have to try to find a way to like, you, you know, basically like hopping. F- it, it's like hopping from one platform to another in order mm-hmm. to like, go for it. It felt kind of like a video game to me, actually. Yeah, very like a platform platformer-esque kind of uh scene i thought yeah that was definitely interesting it was entertaining too you know with the whole action they seem to be leaning in like to some good action scenes so that was you know that was good you don't want everything to be like super slow yeah and during this sequence like there's actually like if you look in the background like you know on the on this highway there's a car that looks very much like mater from cars but without the eyes and mouth because oh i didn't notice that okay i'll have to go back and rewatch it again (laughs) 
Yeah, and thankfully it's without the face because that would look creepy as hell. That would be very movie. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they follow like this group that we mentioned. Y you know, they uh, get on their flight because they're like, going to whatever city it is they land in before they have to like hike to Mount Everest. During this flight, um, Spots and Lake are sort of talking about like the different places that they each grew up in before ending up in the lab and like about how they each like lost their families and whatnot and became the only ones like what did you think of this conversation I, I i liked it i think it was well done i you know it's it's definitely good to show good or healthy forms of like communication and making sure that you know someone that you kind of disagree with or, you know, don't see eye to eye with initially, you can kind of be empathetic and kind of understand where they're coming from. And I think it definitely helped that they kind of came from like a similar like circumstance where they both kind of lost their, their family and they're like, oh, okay, cool. We're the only, only ones left. But yeah, I think, I think it was well done overall. Um, they definitely seem to be, you know, at that point becoming more like, like actual kind of friends. And there is actually like a moment in like, you know, in each of their flashbacks to when it showed them as like uh, baby nudes in their in their respective environments, like it, it felt to me like that scene. And um, have you ever watched the first Ice Age movie? Um, Like a very, very long time ago. So I don't remember. That's the one with like the baby. Right. And they have to try to get the. the yeah. Baby next to, yeah. I haven't seen that in like a very long time, but yeah, <laughs> I've seen that at some point. <laughs> Okay, yeah, like it reminded me of that a bit because, or I guess also kind of like the beginning of Finding Nemo, how, you oh, know, yeah. it, it's implied like how they're, how they lose their families. Like one of them loses them to quicksand, another one loses them to like some sort of like predator in the jungle or something. And it's like, it's like implied and not showed explicitly, but still pretty dark for, you know, like this type of, I mean, Pixar has done it before, but it's amazing mm -hmm. how they're able to inject this kind of dark stuff into these movies. Yeah, they're like trauma with glitter around it. <laughs> <laughs> glitter is in itself trauma for me. Like, it just gets everywhere and it's it hard never, to like, It off. never, yeah, <laughs> like trauma, it never fully leaves you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, we we just discovered like a one to one connection between glitter and trauma right now. Yeah, that's our that's our hot take for this this episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is a long flight, so they're getting like really hungry, and that's when they try to break into like you know the place on the plane where mm -hmm. they have all the food. What did you think of this scene? I mean, I guess it was kind of like kind of more like a filler you know I think it was definitely there to be more comedic than push the plot forward for sure I guess it was entertaining to watch but you know in the end it's kind of like well that did that really like did that do that did that do anything you know did we see any character development from it not really it was mostly just kind of you know play it for comedy but you know like I said before this is going to be the running gag I guess you know they have to keep the kids entertained somehow but it sucks for the newts though because airplane food isn't that great so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, no like, shade to airplanes but uh you know i'm just saying <laughs> yeah like once they bit into some of this airline 
food like their entire bodies like turned green mm -hmm. and, and they're like whoa i didn't know we could do that yeah it was definitely a, a better than nothing kind of situation what's weird is even though this came out a few years after ratatouille mm -hmm. the food didn't look as visually good to me but i kind of wonder if that's because it's not supposed to because it's airline food type of yeah thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, my thought was that maybe like they didn't, it wasn't like a big focus, you know, of the movie, like obviously with Ratatouille, like the whole movie is about like food and making food and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think Pixar usually doesn't like skimp out on details. So I mean, it was yeah, it was probably 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 along something um, along your kind of thought process where they were like, well, it's supposed to look gross because it is. <laughs> <laughs> So they make it to their destination, and again, they keep following these humans on their hike. And once they're climbing Mount Everest, uh, you know, the, the two newts that we've been following, they're like, wait a minute, this this place is freezing. And, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it sucks for them because they're cold-blooded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like <laughs> This is where they found us? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of funny, though, they kind of like, because they're still following the the humans for the most part, you know, trying to hide in their backpacks. And I think at one point they like, yeah, they like, like, they kind of like just rip part, <laughs> like just a tiny, tiny piece of one of the humans like scarves off and just use that as like little, little blankets. <laughs> yeah, like there's a moment where they're trying to fight over who gets to use it and it's sort of a tug of war type of thing but then mm -hmm. simultaneously they each decide to be the better person um i guess you could say and like offer it to each other and then like if they like sort of argue about who gets to use it as in no you use it no you use it and it's like this one minute back and forth that's mm -hmm. just endless i guess i think but, at one point don't they uh, like because the, after they kind of like can see they're like okay well maybe we'll just give it to the other person <laughs> i think before that they like rip it in half don't they and they're like well i guess we each have our own thing now and they just kind of like sit together <laughs> and try to put the pieces back i vaguely remember hearing someone talk about how like them trying to put the pieces back together is symbolic of them trying to like connect and like it was like this really long facebook post i saw a long time ago and i remember thinking this person is like thinking way too deeply about this one moment it's yeah like, super <laughs> obvious <laughs> you're like okay maybe dial it back down a bit <laughs> yeah what'd you think of the direction that they went from here i definitely thought it was uh you know interesting because you know eventually um, there was like a snowstorm that hit, which also was very kind of like stress inducing. Like, I mean, you know, it's going to be okay at the end, but it's also like, it's like, oh no, you know, one of the, one of the, it's, I think it was Lake, she falls off the backpack of one of them. And then, you know, Spots has to climb out and go after her. And then at that point within the snowstorm, they've lost the humans. So they're like, ah, okay, well now we're, now we're on our own. And, you know, that obviously leads to like more arguing and it's like, okay, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they were, you know, obviously they were able to, to kind of find their way, you know, back up the mountain and like stay, find like a small kind of like little cove for the night to so shelter and everything. But um, I was like, oh, that's, that's unfortunate, but, you know, just got to do it to them, I guess. <laughs> They're not sure like how much longer 
they have like in this weather so they, mm -hmm. they stay overnight try to make camp they eventually like figure out how to make like a little fire for themselves like i i guess like one of them was like clinging on to a pencil in the backpack when mm -hmm. Uh, they were trying not to fall out and so they have it here and it's broken in half and you know, they use that to like make a little fire which is pretty smart of them it's like okay <laughs> big brain time see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> big brain time big brain time <laughs> yeah jimmy newt tron yeah <laughs> brain blast nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they spent the night uh, at like trying not to die i guess yeah <laughs> Yeah, just uh, put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, well, like they try to like take turns keeping watch and making sure like that their shelter doesn't get like doesn't like collapse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like after spending the night at this place, they're trying to figure out their next move, and that's when like the wind like blows spots uh, away, and like he starts using like the piece of scarf as like a snowboard, and it's like Lake has to go after him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> another yeah another just like action scene where they're like anyways <laughs> um but yeah that was definitely I, I mean he he owned it you know he was like well this this can't get any worse i might as well ride down this hill in style <laughs> they go down like pretty far don't they yeah um pretty much like like i think it's like even like a little bit more than like halfway from what they the top point that they had reached you know and they, they travel back down it's like yeah they kind of they go down quite a bit which is like yeah that that sucks but yeah they were able to kind of get up and i think they kind of sat down and, and had try to figure out like a new game plan to um try to figure out you know like what exactly are we looking for yeah like they know that this mountain isn't the ideal environment for them they know that they need a way like to get down like to get to like their own like ideal environment and that's when they notice like you know there's like another plane flying by like it's obviously not like an airport uh, like large type of plane mm -hmm. but it's like one of those like planes that people would use to go adventuring or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the smaller planes, yeah. Indiana Jones style. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Lake is like saying how they need to like jump onto that and Spots is like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have one of those though. Are you, are you insane? Are you crazy? We can't do that. And it's like, watch me. <laughs> Yeah, and like she makes like a really compelling argument of like either way we're gonna die, but here we like this way we have a shot at living. Yeah, and, and it, it just reminded me so much of one of those themes in that movie Wally, -E, where one of the characters is like, "I don't want to survive, I want to live," and so mm -hmm. I really liked how they injected a bit of that in here. Yeah. Yeah, recycle some material. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, no. Pixar is lacking in creativity just all around. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, just obviously everything's the same. You know, it's like those. Uh, it's like those live action remakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live action new twend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Spots decides that he should trust Lake, and so he. He's like, okay, I will trust you on this. And, you know, it, it's like such a heartwarming moment to mm -hmm. like seeing 
like i guess like because they've been through all these dangers together like obviously they're used to each other now mm-hmm. um but it's still like nice to see him like make the leap and yeah and lo and behold they're able to cling onto that plane mm-hmm. yeah i definitely thought it was like a, it was like definitely like you know a, a moment that really kind of solidified them as being like okay i can trust you now we're friends we've been on like an adventure together we're gonna we're gonna get to our destination that we want to and we're gonna go together so that was like that was nice yeah, th- this person on on this adventure plane, they they end up flying into this uh nearby town. Like I guess it's like somewhere in this like uh south I, I guess it would be like southwest Asia, like it'd be somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, somewhere around there, I think. I know they they showed I think they showed um the map too, also kind of Indiana Jones style, you know, where it's like the yeah, red yeah. line that kind of travels and yeah, I think it was somewhere in that area. Maybe, maybe like India, I think. Yeah, I think it was India. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like they land in some town in India and, you know, they follow this person uh, who goes to like this toy store. And so they have like a look around. And I mean, if it's a toy store, there are obviously like some toy story Easter eggs. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Like that was obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Those which, ones I did notice. Yeah. Yeah. W- which ones did you notice? I saw um, I saw Jesse and like one of the shelves, one of the top shelves up there. And I think it was also, um, oh, yeah, one of like the toy aliens, because, you know, those are obviously very um, cultural significance for the Toy Story series. <laughs> um but those are the two i saw there might have been more but those were the ones i just saw like immediately like i didn't see those ones until i read up on the easter eggs sometime later on i almost said easter legs like that (laughs) um but i remember the one i noticed immediately when i watched the movie in the theater back in the day Mm -hmm. was the evil emperor zerg toy oh okay yeah, it just like sticks out because of the purple, I guess. Yeah, a true king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but then they like notice like this shelf that has like these toys that look like them basically, and so they're mm-hmm. like really excited, and they go over to them, and they're like, "Wait, these are just toys." They're and it's like really sad because it for a moment they thought that they weren't alone anymore type of thing and so- yeah and it was just like oh nope they're just like mannequins essentially yeah it was very sad because you know it's like oh man do we find like you know do we find other people like us and maybe we can you know stay here and belong with them and it's like it's not real <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and they have this like philosophical discussion of like if none of this is real then what's the point to put yeah them- <laughs> Uh, but but then like they continue and being like what's real is the journey that we make for ourselves mm-hmm. and, and it's like oh that's like really profound for this kids movie like yeah and so they try to like get it back together and they, they start like hitching rides uh, throughout the town so they can get back in the wilderness mm-hmm. look, look for some other environment that's suitable for them like, like what'd you think of this part of the movie I, I liked it. I liked the, um, it was kind of, um, you know, I like montages. So um, I don't know, they're just a lot of fun. So I liked seeing like um, them kind of hitching a ride on one of the back of uh, one of the um, kind of like a Jeep, I guess, I think it was. Um, and just kind of seeing the, 
the different like city sites like it was them kind of like sitting together and like pointing out different things like oh look at that over there and then eventually you know when they they go into kind of more of the the wilderness part more of the jungle you know you see like um they're there like looking up the sky and like the the trees go by i don't know it was just i, I liked it i, I mean, but i like the montages so i'm like probably biased but <laughs> and i like the music they played too it was like the generic like oh like this is a happy montage type of thing but i don't know it kind of like sold the whole experience yeah and when they get to this uh jungle like i i don't know how accurate this is to like animals of the area but they mm -hmm. meet a they meet a chimpanzee who's played by william shatner yeah <laughs> um, you know captain kirk himself yeah and he's basically like the I guess he's even more comic relief here, like yeah. compared to them and saying, oh, since you two are together, then you need to be together. And then he winks and it's like super cringe. Yeah. And they're, they just kind of look at each other like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like kind of like the, um, I, you know, the one, uh, the one like Muppet gif where it's like the monkey with the side eye. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, that's from Muppets? Like, that's I, well, I think, I think it's a Muppet. I don't know, but it's, I, it's a puppet at least, but I think it was from like one of the Muppet shows, but yeah, that's just what I thought of immediately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I never knew where that GIF is from, but I, I'm pretty sure it's from Muppets, but uh, if not, it's at least it is, it's very obviously like a puppet at, at the very least. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I know which one you're talking about. Like, yeah, just, yeah. like just earlier today, I, um, I shared one with a few friends. Like I, I found one that said, you can tell everything you need to know about a person by whether they think GG stands for Gilmore Girls or Gossip Girl. And, <laughs> and it shows us side-eye monkey images and it says me who thinks it stands for good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, that would have been my first thought too. <laughs> I mean, that's just how I've heard my brother and friends use GG for like good game. Like I've never, uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't even watch either of those shows, but I've never Same. like heard anyone say GG in reference to either of those shows. Yeah, neither have I. I think it's just like, I, it probably just depends on like what circle of, um, of media you consume, you know? Um, but yeah, that was it's pretty funny. <laughs> the circle of, of media <laughs> <laughs> there's like another easter egg like it, you when it shows insects in this jungle there's a caterpillar that looks a lot like heimlich from a bug's life yeah um, yeah i noticed him i i like i remember like when i was in the theater i like <laughs> actually i like pointed and then realizing you know the theater is like all dark inside i was like oh yeah no one could see my point <laughs> my finger down but yeah no, no yeah I, I i did i did see that one and i was like oh nice something i recognize yeah <laughs> yeah like i don't know if it's supposed to literally be heimlich because i mean at the end of a bug's life he gets butterfly wings right but they're so yeah. small that like you can't really see them that well so like i don't know if this is supposed to be him or another caterpillar that looks like him but it's, yeah it's, it's a funny little reference <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's part of his prequel movie <laughs> pixar when <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that would depend on like what year each of these movies take place like for yeah. some for some of these movies it's kind of ambiguous when some of them take place so like mm -hmm. like for incredibles you can tell it's supposed to be the 60s um for the toy story movies you can kind of tell roughly when 
their set based on like a license plate or something or yeah or like they even mentioned the year 1995 in one of those movies but Mm -hmm. yeah it's i guess in some of these movies they try to keep things as timeless as possible which is why we don't see like smartphones that often at least not to my recollection yeah unlike unlike some movies like cough cough the emoji movie cough cough <laughs> i i knew that was the one you were gonna mention <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um yeah i prefer not to have movies that are just like you know a two hour long ad <laughs> no thank you right yeah I, I think we even like mentioned the emoji movie last time you're on i here. i think so yeah i think you're right <laughs> yeah well like it's, talking it's about so prevalent to our culture <laughs> yeah like how it's basically just you know, you know, it has all the things that the Lego movie Inside Out and um, Wreck-It Ralph explored and tr- puts them in one movie, but doesn't do any of those as well. Mm-hmm. So- somehow it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, they continue on through this uh, jungle and like they meet like some other animals uh, around there. Like, like there's a... Um, like again, I don't know how accurate this is to like the geography, but there's like a crocodile voiced by Dabney Coleman. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that one was pretty funny. Like they're basically making some new friends in this jungle. Yeah, which, yeah. Like it's kind of refreshing for them, right? Yeah, it's like you know, okay, like you know, obviously they've they've gotten you know obviously more friendly with one another, but now they're actually you know being able to talk to other people outside it's like okay you know cool there is a life outside the lab besides like you know the humans and maybe some of the other animals that were in the lab so yeah it's definitely nice to kind of see them interact with all the other people it is funny though like all the animals that appeared are like your standard like what's a jungle animal and it's like quick write that down and there was like kind of like you know just your your standard jungle animal like I know there was a snake at one point too Uh, like a friendly snake obviously but like you know just like the generic like Kind of like um like jungle book vibes a little bit you know there's like the snake yeah the the crocodile and then um so yeah that's kind of fun. i don't probably wasn't on purpose but like yeah it was just very much like um yeah ju- what jungle animal check <laughs> yeah what's weird about the snake is that to me it looks like it's made of play-doh which is yeah. weir- which is weird because <laughs> that's kind of an aesthetic that they would later use for the good dinosaur mm-hmm yeah, maybe they were, you know, testing that they made like a separate engine just for the snake and then <laughs> use it later. Yeah, and then like very few people enjoyed the good dinosaur, so figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's a movie where the backgrounds look really good, but the design of the dinosaurs just doesn't mesh very well. And Yeah, I I I never saw it, but I I remember seeing like, you know, promos of it and everything. And it kind of gave me like, um, like the, you know, the, the Sonic, the hedgehog movie, like when everyone bullied the company to redo the animation. Uh, they should have used the original Sonic trailer design. Hot yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, like it, it definitely looks like, yeah. Like in comparison to the backgrounds and everything, I don't know. It, it looks like unfinished, I guess, but yeah. Um, or just yeah like just a very like it, it belonged in a different movie you know like with a different textured background and stuff like that so i was like that's kind of a strange you know 
Oh, you know, it kind of gave me um, it kind of gave me Wallace and, and Gromit vibes a little bit. Uh, the dinosaur. Yeah, like how it's like claymation. Yeah, like I don't know, it kind of kind of gave me those like that in terms of like how it was, you know, animated and whatnot. I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but there's this video. I think it was in some TV show, like it was a sketch where it, it was basically like live action Wallace and Gromit, and I guess like these people were wearing like Wallace and Gromit suits and it looked really creepy. Oh no, no thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that maybe they could have done a bit more research with like these jungle animals or or maybe I'm just not that knowledgeable about this jungle in this area, but it did feel really generic. Some of these like animals that they used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And like some of the colorations too, like they made the snake like kind of like a lavender color which is like you know a nice it's a nice color but I was like I don't know I don't know how accurate that is (laughs) right yeah and and while they're like looking for a place to settle in this jungle they're they ask each other I know we're like the last of our species but do we really belong as a couple or would we be forcing it you know because that's Mm -hmm. basically what the scientists were trying to do and they're like not so sure that they feel those feelings you know yeah yeah I definitely like um yeah because that was like definitely one of the more kind of well yeah one of the more climactic kind of uh parts of the movie where they had like sit down and have like this serious discussion and I honestly I really appreciated it that like they kind of were like um you know let's just you know let's just stay friends for right now there's no point in like trying to force something that we don't feel and if it happens later you know that's good but um yeah, that's what that was like one of the things that I really liked about this movie. Instead of going like the generic, like, oh, like they they're forced to be together and they hate each other, but then at the end they actually get together. It was more of like a, you know, because it, it, it's like it, you know, what do you think about it? Those movies, like the premises in general are very weird, you know, where it's like, okay, it's like you you know the one meme where it's like now kiss. And it takes, <laughs> it takes the two yeah. the two characters yeah so i thought it was very much going to be like that but no i appreciated that they were like no let's just stay friends and like if we don't get together that's fine um you know because you know it's not like they, if they wanted to keep existing you know it'd be kind of more for the benefit of like the humans right because the humans are like oh no we don't want you know this the species to go extinct but you know ultimately it is up to them because you know they are the species <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, this, like, really feels like a story I've had in mind for a while. Like, you know, they they basically say that, like, just because they're the last of their species does not mean that they have the responsibility to perpetuate their species. Like, like they, Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is really a subversion of what we're used to. Like, they really get down to thinking about it and come to the conclusion that, like, not every species lives forever and you know if it's our destiny to be the last of our kind then so be it like we we don't need to force any romance if we're Mm -hmm. not feeling it because that's like you know that's not romance at all and yeah exactly yeah and like they're basically accepting that they are the end of their species at least at this time you know and so they're like I was just like really blown away by how mature of a discussion this was like 
like I remember when I watched this in the theater and I was like walking out of like there were like some kids who were kind of upset that they didn't get together but yeah I, I like to think that over time maybe those kids like grown older probably came to appreciate that decision that they made like even more because it's mm -hmm. like you don't have to follow that destiny with that exact person if you don't want to like yeah yeah like oh man i'm just getting like choked up thinking about how they handled like the subject matter you know mm -hmm. yeah i definitely thought it was it was well done for sure especially since the media is already like pretty saturated with those types of things you know like usually um if there's like if there's like a male and female character like they usually always end up together and i'm like but there's like stop no there's like no <laughs> there's no chemistry it doesn't need to happen stop trying to force it uh, like i want to go over and like just slap <laughs> the director's face and be like no no don't do that <laughs> unless they already unless they have that in mind but you know i don't i don't want characters just going together because they're like well, that's what people expect it's it's very dumb. <laughs> yeah, like we mentioned Rio earlier, the one with the birds. And I, it, from what I remember, that one went the generic route. It did, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I was thinking about this recently, how like Rio wasn't even the first movie from that studio to try like the, you know, we're the last of our kind, we should get together thing. Like mm -hmm. Ice, Ice Age 2, the meltdown kind of tried that when a Manny the mammoth meets ellie uh like a female mammoth and oh yeah, yeah 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 like he thinks that they're the last of their kind and that therefore they should get together and she's really put off by it like just for that reason and mm -hmm. uh, i guess spoilers for a movie that's like 15 years old but, yeah <laughs> but at, at the end of the movie they discover that they're not the last of their kind after all like they like they see that there's all a giant herd of mammoths still and so they're like i i guess we don't have to get together but then like as ellie is walking away um manny is like ellie i don't want to get together because we have to i want to get together because i want to and like she's mm -hmm. really touched by it and I, I guess that's kind of a better way of doing it than rio did yeah but at the same time it's good to have something as refreshing as what newt did you know the, they mm -hmm. they you know lake and spots they consider each other like their best friends but they don't have to like force anything yeah exactly so i guess like there's another fun fact going back to the snake i like how they named him noodle <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i don't know it was just that was just very funny to me but um i think uh yeah overall it was definitely like a well put together movie. I mean, you know, Pixar doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think I've, Pixar has made like an like an objectively bad movie. Cars um, two. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, besides besides um that <laughs> besides that one, I, I I didn't say I did. I said you know they haven't made a bad movie because I immediately just forgot about that one. So my mistake. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that for the end credits they did the thing that like very few Pixar movies do anymore, which is they included like outtakes as if the characters in the movies are actors. I love those types of credits. I remember um like the old Barbie movies used to do that too. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. they were just they were so funny. Yeah. So I yeah, I wish they did that more nowadays too, I guess, but it's like, oh it costs more money or whatever. You know, it's like, come on guys. <laughs> just give the people what they want. <laughs>
Yeah, and, and one of the outtakes, uh, it shows them going up Mount Everest and then the camera zooms out and shows the abominable snowman. Uh, yeah. And he's like, welcome to the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any outtakes that you liked from like these credits? The one where it's like the, um, it went back to the, that spy kind of Mission Impossible as escape from the facility. And like during the, you know, like the waltz kind of scene where they have to like have to you know dance to get around some of the traps they're like keep stepping on each other's like feet and they're like oops sorry oops sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and there's also the one where they take a bite out of the airline food and you hear the like behind the scenes people being like and cut and then uh lake and spots are like complaining they're like seriously how many takes of this do we need to do like this food is killing us literally yeah like deadpan expression like please make it stop <laughs> i also loved the one where william shatner's uh, chimpanzee character is like bragging to some other chimpanzee about mm -hmm. having been to space and you know it's obviously <laughs> a star trek reference yeah obviously <laughs> One of the ones um, when they're, uh, you know, the, the montage from earlier uh, before they get to the wilderness, they're like sitting on the back of that Jeep. Yeah. And they, they hit like a really big bump by accident and Lake goes like flying off the, yeah. the back of the car. <laughs> and they're like, you know, and then Spots is like, you know, try not to laugh and then ends up laughing and they're like, okay, cut, cut. <laughs> yeah. You, you get like the marker, like the clapping board thing, like if Yeah. <laughs> So like, what are your final thoughts and score for this movie? Um, I would say probably maybe like a, an eight out of 10 lizard tails. I know they're newts, but like, you know, so it kind of counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just for like, you know, um, especially like kind of like subverting the, the like already long, long drawn out trope of like, oh, well, like, you know, they, you have to get together and, and then they do and it's like but you know this one they didn't so i really appreciated that obviously there were some things um like the whole like food scene it was like that wasn't like really necessary um you know it was just kind of like filler you know kind of felt like padding time a little bit and then obviously some of the uh i guess like the quote-unquote like plot holes in the beginning like like i said i'm like really hung up. i feel like they really should have added like a line that they were like oh yeah they can hold their breath for like a really long time for like x amount of minutes i just like i don't know i feel like that would have definitely kind of made it more sense in like a logical way i don't know but yeah overall overall i enjoyed it <laughs> yeah I, I i'm along the same line of thinking like it's it, it's really great the way it subverted expectations and tries mm -hmm. to tell a different type of story. Um, so in a way, it's innovative. I, I will say there are other Pixar movies I prefer over this yeah. one. But there are also others that I think this one is better than. I was trying to figure out like the right wording for that, and I think I accomplished it. Mm -hmm. um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I would say that for me, I would give Pixar's Newt 8.25 out of 10 scarf pieces. Perfect, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll do it for Newt. Like, that's the last um, topic for November. So I guess we could consider this Newt-vember. 
Jesus. Okay, yeah, that, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm terrible. But thanks for being on this episode. Yeah, Haley. thanks for having me. Uh, where can people find your stuff? I only have an Instagram, so um, I do like cosplay on there. Um, if you want to, you can follow me at dancing underscore dinos dot delirium. Um, I almost said dot com, but it's not a website. It's just it's just, <laughs> it's just an Instagram account. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm there. I don't post too often, but you know, every once in a blue moon, I'll be like, hey guys, I'm doing a new project, and then forget about it and then do another project. I have like 20 projects <laughs> in the works right now. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> Literally announced I was like thinking about doing another new one today and I'm like, oops. <laughs> I'll, I'll link that in the show notes as usual. And whenever I see like that, you're working on something, I'm like always <laughs> impressed. Cause like, I would not have the patience for like any of it personally. Like I, I would just like, part of it is that I'm not very good at crafting stuff like that yeah so, it definitely takes yeah. practice that's for sure and yeah I like often like um yeah there's some definitely like hurdles like I was trying to finish um a, a cosplay for a convention that I'm going to uh, like next month if you know all things go well but yeah the fabric I needed like two more yards of like this one fabric um to finish up the skirt and I went to the store to get some more fabric I just needed two more yards and <laughs> they discontinued the fabric so I was like no so I had to like frantically search online to find like a replacement uh, it's supposed to come tomorrow so hopefully it is like it looks the same um, but I was very like I was very salty afterwards I was like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the struggle yeah literally <laughs> but yeah people can go ahead and check out Haley's cosplays on Instagram and as for my plugs, you can follow me at Steven Schinder on Instagram and Twitter, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. You can go to stevenschinder.com for info on my novel, Lemons and Like Rain. And I, I know I keep saying this like every time in recent episodes, but I'm making more progress revising the second book. So close to being done, there will be news on that when it's ready uh, within the next, uh, well, I, I don't want to provide specific amounts so just keep an eye out <laughs> um and uh i also do a podcast with my dad called yes shift where we talk about the progressive rock band yes you can find that at anchor.fm slash yes shift and if you want to email delayed replay you can email delayed replay podcast at gmail.com send in your thoughts on animation or something <laughs> um and we might read your thoughts on the show so yeah I, I guess i'll do it that's uh the episode on pixar's newt and the next episode will be on the new dungeons and dragons movie uh but without further delay have a good day <laughs>